And boy, do we have a deal for you tonight on episode 50. Here it is. For just a small part of maybe 20 mangoes, you can have an all-expense-paid trip to an island for a workout of a lifetime. Are you ready to drop that 20, 20, 20 pounds? We got a workout for you. It involves pickaxes and rocks and and and, and kissing and electroshock therapy. It is all for <laughs> you for only 20 mangoes. Come on down. Ah, any takers? <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I mean, you put that on an advertisement, I think so. you might have a few buyers. <laughs> I, I really didn't know where the heck you were going with that for a second. <laughs> well, now what? you know. Oh, I'm Mike, and that's Corey and Steven with me. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. good. Really good. Awesome. We we're gonna. This is episode fifty. We have made it to fifty episodes of this show, and uh, I, I'm pretty ecstatic about it. I'm hoping by the time we're finished with the show entirely, that um, they will have a, a a sequel series or a prequel series somehow. We don't know. Um, I well, I just they are re- they're rebooting literally everything else. So I it's, it's gotta be. Yeah. In the pipeline. <laughs> I don't want a reboot. <laughs> it's a problem. I feel there, like we no... had a semi-reboot with the show Manifest. <laughs> there's I... going to be so many things that fail to a point where they're like, well, I guess we got to try Lost now. Oh, my. Give us a Sawyer spinoff. Sawyer and Kate spinoff. Oh, come on. No, I want a, I want a series of the, the three-year adventures of Sawyer and Juliet. <laughs> While oh, they're back. Yeah. 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 Le, I'll just call it Oh, we'll get to that episode soon enough. But this one is the glass ballerina. And uh, eight, so if it's episode 50, that means we're getting close to like the halfway point, right? We are. Well, so. we're in season three. Well, halfway will be done. We have to be get through season three first. Actually, well, no, it would yeah, be. Yeah, like, the, the later seasons are a lot shorter. So. By the end of season three, we should be well over halfway. We're 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 getting there, guys. We are getting pretty That's pretty crazy. close to being. I can't believe we're starting. You know, we started season three already, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. So, uh, but this episode is a is a unique episode. It I think our thoughts on this episode are kind of all over the board. Um, it's it's one of those that it, yeah. and I remember it being an episode that was kind of divisive and kind of all over the board even when it aired and a lot of people are still unsure about it so I'm looking forward to to talking about that um, but if you do want to talk to the network uh, we are on social media at RetroZapped um, we're at I Lost Rewatch Pod for this one um, I'm at the DC Mike on Twitter uh, uh, Stephen where are you at on Twitter if they want to discuss why you're wrong on this episode. <laughs> I I am at Lucky Thirteen Steve on Twitter. And Corey, how about you? I am at Original Mav. Hit All me right. up. 
Bring it on is what he's saying. Uh, we are also on Instagram, Previously on Lost Podcast, and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Previously on Lost. Check us out at RetroZap.com as well if you have any questions or if you just want to check out some more um, um, theories and uh, some more shows that we have on the RetroZap Network, I encourage you to check that out. All right. Well, here we go. Let's go ahead and 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 get on the island then. Uh, so, Corey, tell us a little bit about the Glass Ballerina. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. So, this is day sixty nine on the island, and it's Mike pointed this out before we started. It's confirmed. <laughs> Helped us confirm <laughs> our count here because. Ben at the end uh, says you've you've been on this island for sixty nine days. Thank you, Ben. And we were talking about how many episodes fifty versus. Day- I get confused on like how many total episodes of Lost there are versus how many days they're on the island in their first stint. Uh, spoiler alert! You know, before the end of season four, it's like a hundred. So I know that. They are on. The, they've been on the island, you know, well over half of the time total that they're going to be there. Right. At least the the Oceanic Six. So that's interesting, and we're getting close to halfway through the the series as a total too. So another uh, interesting thing there. Uh, you know, this season and next season do not cover as many days. I, I think no. it's really season four is the one that's like you know two weeks of of uh, time. The yeah, time. season. I think season two is when you see a lot of time movement um, in the show. Yeah, yeah. I think the first two move pretty steady. It just kind of slows uh, up. It's shorter. Yeah. And then so and then we get so to previously season five. Unlost. <laughs> yeah, that one. I don't even know if you can really measure that one by days. We're, we're, it's three the years whole plus. Days the, yeah, but then we're going to be talking about. What days count? <laughs> 1977. Uh, so, anyways, previously on Lost, Saeed express, expresses suspicions about Michael and explains his plan to surround the others. Saeed is a big plan guy in this part of the series. Uh, Saeed opens... Plan. Yes, uh, he opens the door. Uh, what door? Uh, Jack... Kate and Sawyer and Hurley fall to the other's dart attack. Uh, and then on the on the dock, hoods are dropped over their heads. In the Hydra, Jack meets uh, Juliet. Uh, Kate and Sawyer fall into their cages. So just a kind of a quick montage of that. Reset everything. And uh, you got a little summary stuff for us there, Stephen? All right. <clears throat> this is episode two of season three. First aired October 11th, 2006. It was directed by Paul Edwards, written by Jeff Pinker and Drew Goddard. Um, in, in this episode, Jen, Son, and Saeed worry when Jack, Kate, and Sawyer make no contact with them after they have lit the signal fire. Meanwhile, the others realize the survivors have acquired a sailboat. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> All right. Let's see. So we only we don't have a lot of episode notes or episode facts about this one, uh, but the one we do have is, uh, as indicated in the press releases for this and the next episode, further instructions. 
uh, or on this and the next episode. Further Instruction was originally planned to air as the second episode of Season 3, but it was switched with the S episode for unknown reasons, possibly in order to delay the revelations of the Hatch implosion aftermath. That's that's interesting. I mean, I I can see since since these episodes are, you know, covering three different groups of people, I can see where how you could kind of, you know, rearrange any of these first three episodes and still have it make some sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting that they did that. Uh, I think either way you cut it, people were going to be a little annoyed. I think people were especially annoyed, myself included, that you don't get to see what happened to Locke. It, like, like we we just did, you know, recently, that double, uh, um, that longer episode where we're talking about uh, season two finale, and it's so focused on the Hatch people. That's like the big, you know, not the, it's <laughs> one of the big cliffhangers, and we have to wait, you know, a lot to see what happens there. So I, to me, that was, as a fan, that was the thing I was like, the, the pending thing, like, what happened with the hatch? Like, I want to see the damage. Like, we still need... Like, looking back, they answered, of course, that the hatch was real. But as a fan at the time, you're still like, well, I want to see like the, 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 the damage. I want it to be wrapped up a little bit more. So there's a little bit of... You're kind of annoyed by that. Well, they, they, they pulled the same thing back in season two when they killed Shannon. They had this episode where Shannon got shot, and then like two episodes before you actually found out the results <laughs> of what had happened. You know, so, so it's not the first time they've, they've done something like this on the show. Yeah, that was when we had Shannon listed in our in memoriam for <laughs> four like episodes. Five episodes. <laughs> she held out longer than Boone did. Uh, uh, <laughs> but here's, here's the deal, though. I actually think this episode is better than the next episode. Like, yeah, we need to see like what happened on the island, like with our uh, our beach, uh, you know, crew over there. But further instructions, ooh, as as a as a big lock fan, definitely my least favorite lock episode. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll see. Well, you, you know, even 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 looking back, you know, they kind of did this with the start of season two as well, where. You've got you got to wrap up these storylines from the previous season, and I remember I think I think we had an episode fact that they they considered moving the Michael episode, which I think was the second episode of season two. I think they had kind of toyed with that either being the first or the third episode. So I think kind of when they split these people apart at the at the finales, you know, it's kind of hard to to bring it all back together and. Uh, I, I just I remembered as we were talking that 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 had happened the previous season too. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about this episode now. Uh, again, we kind of do things a little differently because there's so many different storylines going on um, in this show now. And once we get to season three, we're going to kind of follow the storylines. So let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I know it's a Sun and Jin centric flashback, but I want to kind of keep them as separate as I can. Because even though they do cross paths at one moment, um, because I think there's two different stories going on at once between these two guys. And it's really, you know, in all honesty, this is more of a sun-focused flashback. I mean, it's it's it's, yeah. it's mainly a sun. You got it. It's probably 70, 30 uh, on, on this on this flashback. <coughs> so let's talk about sun's flashbacks. Um, 
I'll just start it off to say Sun is straight dirty when she lied about the ballerina. <laughs> but it is a nice foreshadow of how she acts in future seasons. I guess Sun, Sun is a very complex character. And, I mean, I remember not liking her this episode for multiple reasons. Obviously, the, you know, that scene when she's a child, you know, is kind of set up to, to show a bit of duplicitous nature on her part but i i mean i I think it's it's interesting it's she's the thing it's showing us what she's capable of you know she's she's capable of of lying you know to protect herself protect you know obviously not the maid but that poor maid i don't know what what do you guys think did do you think her her father actually believed her when she said this and that's why he fired the maid or do no. you think he knew she was lying and he fired the maid to to punish her so she would know that she did that to the maid i think he knew yeah i agree i i think you know we say this is it is a little more sun centric but you know yeah sun really doesn't look very good in this episode this <laughs> is not a <laughs> No. Her, this is this is one where sometimes you might be tempted to skip a few of these flashback scenes. I, I know myself, I think I felt that way. I, th- this whole, the guy, I can't always forget his name, the bald Jai. guy. Jai. I don't, I don't like him. I don't <laughs> like when he's no. in the episodes. And I get confused, which is, like, he's in a few different episodes and it's confusing, like, which story it's going to be, at least in my memory. And uh, see, so, you know, I don't have very me honestly. Yeah, he's sleeping with another man's wife, so I don't think very highly of him. Right. So I really don't enjoy uh, a lot of this stuff. But it's interesting. And I, frankly, I always thought the name of this episode was dumb. The glass ballerina. It's like in the very first ten seconds of the episode, and then it's not mentioned ever again. Yeah. But it, at, at first, I really wanted to judge Son harshly for this because you know she's a kid obviously but i don't know if you guys have ever heard of the the shopping cart theory or no uh i i I don't know it's a random and true or not true it might not be true at all but whatever somebody researcher said whether you return your shopping cart or not is a really good test of your character and that it does nothing for you to return it it's just to help out someone else and and this this was like a similar test here where son yeah she this is just whether she cares enough for this maid to not lose her job, uh, so I thought it was I don't know my mind went there it's the similar <laughs> test of character right uh, yeah but but, uh, but go go ahead but uh, go ahead one my last point here is as I thought about it her dad her dad is so intimidating. As as an adult, I mean, mm-hmm. this guy is scary. I can only imagine as a little kid, you would be, you know, scared crapless. You know, he's just he, uh, so I I get it. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, all right, so I, I do I do agree with you. I do think this. I'm not a fan of this sudden flashback. I'm just gonna be honest. I I this these flashbacks for this episode are probably the worst flashbacks of the episode. Um to me uh and obviously it'll get revealed way later on my on my thought um 
on how 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 rated this this episode. But I, I'm not a fan of these flashbacks for this for this episode. Um, the sin and Jai, the son and Jai relationship always seemed like super awkward to me. Like there was just it always seemed. I just I I don't. I don't see how I, I get it. He was teaching her English. They were just haha. They were just friends at first. They he he really liked somebody else, and he taught her English and fell in love with her. And she was in an abusive relationship, so she 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 went to him. And 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 I, I understand that that sentiment because it plays itself out in multiple TV shows and multiple movies. <laughs> but the 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 the, the characters the, the chemistry just didn't seem to work. Maybe it was me. It just didn't seem – something just didn't click. Well, I agree. This guy – sorry to this actor, but there, I do not like him at all. And, <laughs> yeah, he, he's not really entertaining to me. And, yeah, it just – I never liked this story for Sun. It totally complicates their relationship, you know, having her – cheat on him i mean obviously jen does some pretty bad stuff that uh drives the wedge uh between them so you, you kind of understand that but i always was this is a sticky part of the whole son and jen love story and it it's, doesn't seem like it has much of a point and they really stretch it out here because we already have an episode with him and then we already had an episode with uh with jen beating up a guy where he's ordered to make a hit and he doesn't do it. So a lot of this is just a retread of stuff we've already seen in Sun and Jin flashbacks. So yeah. this does set up the the uh, DOC episode later, which is uh, at least a more interesting episode, I think. But, I, yeah. I, you know, I, th I think it's interesting what you're saying there, Corey, because – the beginning of this season, um, you know, the, there's going to be, you know, a pretty rough Jack episode we just had. There's a pretty rough Sun episode. And, and you know, you said like, it seems like there was a, some retreading here. And I think the, the creators pretty much alluded as such when, you know, about midway through this season is when they negotiated the end point of the series. And I think they admitted that they they didn't know how long they were going to have to drag this out. And I think that's probably part of what we're seeing here at this point. You know, they've already told us a lot about Sun and Jen. We've had a lot of Sun and Jen episodes, but they didn't know how many more they were going to have to do. So, I mean, I, I think your observations there, uh, you know, go along with what the, you know, Damon and Carlton said, you know, they were, they were kind of treading water, not knowing how long they had to drag this thing out. Yeah, I actually think, that's a good point, putting it, putting it together like that, because they really, they almost do it deliberately to make a point to say, hey, like this is, we can't stretch this out forever. Look, look, we're running out of, of backstories, like we need to have an end game. And I think that the flashbacks improve for the second half of the season. Uh, and you get, yeah. you get some Ben, you get some Juliet, you know, you get some new characters that obviously have fresh stories. But yeah, the first chunk here, we get yeah, maybe kind of a, a Kate story that feels a little um, already told, even though I think that's a pretty good episode. And then Sawyer, some of them, they feels like we've already had a similar flashback already. Well, well I was just going to say, keep in mind, though, too, that this is the last season we get flashbacks. 
and and they 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 knew they only had a limited time of flashbacks. So remember, next season we don't get flashbacks; we get flash forwards. Um, and then season five we get um, we really just get time time jumps. There's not a lot of flashbacks or flash forwards. Side there's flash sideways is what they call it. And then in season six we get the 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 purgatory slash alternate timeline slash everybody's really dead the whole time slash whatever <laughs> <laughs> slash but, whatever anybody theory came out to be. <laughs> but I, I truly do believe though that these first six episodes, remember they aired before there was a big break. You know, they had they aired these first six episodes. So I think at this point, I don't think they knew they were gonna be done with flashbacks at the end of this season. I don't right. think they decided that yet until until after that break when they kind of negotiated the end date. Yeah. But and I mean I know a lot of people look back on the first these first six episodes not fondly and I could definitely see why. I mean last episode we had probably Jack at his lowest point. Um, I mean that was a rough Jack episode and this episode we have Sun at probably her lowest point. Um, next episode, we're going to have, uh, you've already kind of alluded to, you know, most people's least favorite lock episode. So at least, you know, we're kind of, while, while the new stuff with the others is interesting this season, the flashbacks to start this season are, are not our characters at their finest moments. Yes, <laughs> that's yes, true. But, but, but at least Jack's flashback was actually interesting. I'm not, I mean, I hate to be mean when I say that, but at least, at least it, you, you see where Jack's at. You, you, you see the growth ish to him in that episode, whereas you don't really see any, like you could have never had this entire flashback this season, this episode, and you wouldn't have missed a thing if you never had it. <laughs> That's totally true. At least you felt something, even if it was like frustration in watching Jack it was like there was some emotion that I felt watching him you know drive his father to alcoholism right uh, my my emotion for this one was can we get back to Hydra Island now and Sawyer and Kate and pick (laughs) it can we get back to that story that was my emotion the entire time these flashbacks were going yeah and that's that's the thing that's interesting about this first these first six episodes is I think that there was some frustration at the time, but looking back, like the whole Hydra storyline, the whole little Hydra arc, that's awesome. I love it. It's a very unique yeah. story. And then when they do go back to Hydra seasons later, you the, you know you really feel a nostalgia for it. There's some great. I think that this stuff pays off really well. Sometimes they set up some things and they're like, oh, what happened to that? But this, uh, we'll get into that at some point. But I mean, you guys, we've, we've all said we don't really like this flashback, so should we just kind of, like, run through the, the, the main bullet points of of Sun's story? I, I just, the, the beginning, we talk about the kid part, but then as an adult, ooh, just, you know, her in bed with the other guy, not a, not a fun beginning. And then shows up to the funeral. Yeah, and I was not, like, I don't like this type of drama. So if you're into the whole, <laughs> ooh, this person is sleeping with that person, you know, this feels like, I don't know. What, what are we watching? Like One Tree Hill or something? I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Anything on the CW, really. <laughs> it's, I don't care for this type of drama. Yeah. Uh, but when her dad, the best part of that scene is when her dad does walk in and she's like caught, you know, sitting in the bed mm-hmm. there. 
I mean, that would strike fear into me. Like he is so <laughs> like that guy nails the whole gangster, like intimidating gangster character. Uh, you know, uh, he's yeah. You don't want him to put a hit on you. <laughs> yeah. And you know that 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 guy is screwed as soon as he walks in there and sees his daughter and they're like, oh. So. I would have already been on a plane to America, gone. <laughs> Went somewhere. So I got to get yeah. out of here. Well, I I do I have I have one question on both son and Jen's part of the flashback. This guy's father wa- or this guy's family owned the, the hotels. I, I believe this. We would think this would be one of the hotels that his family owned. How do they have no security? Like they just let these people. You know, they let son's dad just into their. You know, they let him bust into the room later. You know, Jen attacks him in the hotel that his family owned. You know, he's like the only the owner of these hotels. Where's the security? Where's the security cameras? And why are they letting Mr. Pike just walk in on him? I'm glad you brought this up because I have a theory on this (laughs) and it has nothing to do with the man in black. But (laughs) my my theory is we know at the end where. Where son looks at her dad and says, well, what are you doing here? He says, I, I, I'm in business with this young man's father. He knew mm-hmm. he, he's a business associate. So I think what it is, is I think, yes, his family owns those hotels, but really Mr. Pike owns those hotels. Um, and, 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 and he's got his hands everywhere. And I think he can have, if he wanted to get it anywhere he wanted to get into, he get into there. If he wanted to erase security camera, camera footage, he could do that, and and I think that's that. I think he had some definite influence into that mess. Yeah, my my thought when you when you asked it was like, hey, maybe it's kind of like a like a good fellas thing. Like you know, they can slip in the back. You know, they've they there are people turn a turn a blind eye because you know this is these are the real people in charge. You know, they're like a mafia basically. So yeah. Uh, well, let, let's talk about Jin then a little bit. I, I think even though it is a retread, I enjoyed the Jin scenes a little bit more. And I think they're tr- they're trying to paint paint Jin like this is kind of Jin. He's like still kind of in a transformative phase on Island. His character growing. I mean, he's pushed here uh, by Saeed and Son in a difficult spot. Yeah. But in in the flashback, he does actually try to stand up to Mr. Pike. And says, I quit, you know, I'm out. Like, I won't, I won't kill this guy. And it, it's tough seeing he's, you know, basically, oh, I don't know what, what you call it, not blackmailed, but um, he's forced into, you know, staying there and, and doing what he tells him. And then Jen, I do think that the cool, <laughs> one of the, the most interesting scenes is Jen breaking in to go kill the guy and I, I for some reason i find that scene extremely entertaining because it's i don't want to say it's funny but it, it's interesting because uh jai totally thinks this is just like an angry husband coming to kill his his wife's <laughs> lover and he has no idea it's uh, really more of a hit from right. Mr. pike and you know go to go to america and i guess I mean, i'm not sure how what it's like in Korean culture, if there's like this honor, dishonored thing, but basically it seems like Jai, you know, he's like, if like completely lost his 
honor maybe or something, you know, and he jumps out and, and kills himself. Um, I don't know if that's exactly the reasoning there, but that's how I interpreted it. I, I think a lot of it has to do with honor because you, you, you see Pike look at Jen and call him son and wanted to help him with his honor and that kind of thing. And even the, even as manipulative as it was, I think there's a, there's a sense of honor. And I think there's a reason that the Jai would just would jump out the window with the pearls in his hands. He realized he had, he had done a dishonorable thing. Um, and even son, when she was called by her dad, I don't think it's a mu- as much of daddy walked in on her sleeping with this guy as much as it was, Oh man, I have brought shame and dishonor to my father. And um by 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 doing something like this. And um but I so I, I do think it was a lot of honor mixed involved with it. Yeah, Steven. you don't you, you don't want to get caught with the the mob boss's daughter. That's just like that's like <laughs> no. rule number one. No. Come on. <laughs> well, well I, I mean I enjoyed when Jen finally finally stood up to Mr. Pike, but I got to admit I was a little confused as to why he came back around because you know when Son or when Jen went home and told Son, you know your dad called me Son for the first time. He Jen smart Jen knew he was being manipulated there, so I don't think that's why he went ahead and did it. But I can't figure out why he went ahead and did it. You know because he, he finally stood up to him, and then he went ahead and did it anyway. I mean, I don't think it was that, you know, Mr. Pike's speech really made him, you know, feel like protecting the family honor. Why do you guys think he actually went through with this? I mean, he still did it his own way. He still didn't kill the guy. But, you know, why did he come around on that? I think he felt trapped. Because when he's talking to his son, son wanted him to run. And Jen's response was, no matter where we go, your, your father can get us. So I think son felt, I mean, Jen felt like he had no choice. He just felt trapped. Like this was, this was his life now. And, um, he just, he just needs to do it. And I think, I think that's what it was. Yeah. I would just say fear. You know, he's just afraid. So. I, I, I did also enjoy the fact that, you know, we, we've, we knew before that son was considering going to America without Jen, but we, we kind of found out here that, you know, Son had tried to talk Jen into running away to America with her. You know, she wasn't necessarily right. trying to get away from him. You know, she was trying to get away from her father um, and the things that he made Jen do. Maybe, maybe she felt as if 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 she can get Jen out of the country and away from her father, maybe she can get the old Jen back because Jen wasn't ever corrupted until he started working for Mr. Pike. So maybe he thought, she thought if I can get him away from him, the influence on him will stop and I can get, and I can get the old Jen back. Yeah. I think that's exactly what she's, she thought. I, I like that whole story of the, them trying to get away and start a new life and like whether son was going to leave him and, and kind of ditch him after they got there. That made for like really good drama, especially in the season one uh, flashbacks there. But then it just gets so overcomplicated with with Jai and all this this stuff as well. So because I felt like it was already there, and then they added this other element of this guy. So <laughs> it, it's fine. We're just yeah. 
think we're happy to be done with that flashback. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. So and and giant. Yeah. Uh, you know he ironically jumps out the window and lands right on Jin's, you know, the hood of his car. So I, I don't know how Jin feels about that, but it, it's it's just kind of a weird, you know, one of those lost, uh, you know, coincidences, irony. You know, it's a weird. Jin kind of wanted to. If Jin knew that this guy was sleeping with his wife, he'd want to kill him. He was told to kill him by the father, oh, and then <laughs> in the end, you know, he's dead on the hood of the car. Probably worked out better uh, as far as Mister Pike is concerned because it it uh, looks like a pretty clean, you know. Suicide, Kill. not not a yep. murder, you know. But uh, well, I mean, I go ahead because I was just should we, should we go <laughs> should we go to the island? Okay, well let's ha- hang on before we talk about Hydra Island because let's just be honest, that's probably like our favorite part of the entire episode. Yes. If, I, if I if I kind of figure all yes. three of us, let's talk while we're since we're on Jen and Son. Let's go ahead and go to the Elizabeth and the Paula Ferry dock and let's let's add Saeed on the mix on one of the on the main island and let's talk about the boat and the dock um that was going on why is it called the paula ferry dock is that the actual name is yeah it says? it's oh, yeah it it's posted on it yep oh, i didn't notice that <laughs> my goodness uh, i wonder what that means i don't know there's google sure it's an anagram for something uh, uh everything was um refi i don't know <laughs> um uh, one thing I, I will say, just kind of with, Jen, you know, what we saw from Jen, I still, so often that side of him comes out that, you know, really is an unlikable side. You know, here when, you know, Sun kind of disagrees, Sun tell Saeed has, he wants, he realizes that they, you know, need to go somewhere else. They need to go to, um, to try to find them. And Sun disagrees uh, in front of Jen. And, you know, later she apologizes for disagreeing with him in front of Saeed. And then he says, you shouldn't have disagreed with me, period. And and yep. there's so there's still that season one Jen side of him that still comes out sometime that that I, I personally really don't like. You know, it, Jen is so likable when he's one of the guys, you know, we're going to see the 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 VW van episode coming up. You know, yeah. Jen is this really lovable, likable character. And at times he is so sweet with Sun, but but this kind of, you know, controlling side just constantly pops up with him. Um, you know, he, he's made a lot of progress in season one, but I didn't like seeing that yeah. side of him again. It's very overprotective, Jen. Yeah, and, and he has to understand that his his wife, you know, she is her own person. You know, she can, you know, she has an opinion. She can make choices. And it's it's different in this world. The, you know, you're on an island. You're not in uh, any sort of cultural situation. You're, you're, this is, it's like being just dropped into a, a like a non-existent country. It's a, just a brand new situation. And I think Jin is having to kind of learn to like respect her wishes a little bit more. And, you know, I think he says a few bad things here, but I I think overall he actually does a good job in this episode in trying to respect her in that regard. Uh, But that 
aside, his comments, you know, not good. Ultimately, he is right that they should <laughs> not do this plan. I mean, Jen is absolutely yeah. right. This is stupid. Like, Jack hasn't shown up for a day. They know that these people are dangerous. They know that it was a dangerous uh, mission. The city, w- the little place was abandoned. Like, everything here of uh, bad news. And Jen's like, we should just go back. Like, no, this is not a good idea. And frankly, Saeed is being pretty deceptive with his whole plan, too. So Jin has the right read. He's like, no, this is not a good idea. And Sun kind of just says, well, I know how to sail, so I'll, I'm going to make the decision. I, I don't really blame Sun for that. I kind of, I actually blame Saeed for just not thinking very clearly. And I know that he's trying to outwit these people. But I mean, man, they've they've come by sea before. They did that to steal people, right? Uh, doesn't doesn't have that? Or no, that hasn't yeah, that's happened how they, yet. That's how no, that's how they killed either Scott or Steve in yes, the first season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is like they, the, they were, their calling card. Is they, they know they have this boat. You know, this is how. Well, I guess they gave the boat to, but he doesn't know that there there is a boat around. So. Yeah, I just uh, I don't like this plan, and it really backfires because it's bad for them who are prisoners too. Right. I I always wondered why. I always wondered why Sun even went along with this plan to begin with. Uh, I mean, I I think it's out of love in a way. I mean, she does have a close relationship with. We have to remember she doesn't know that Michael is gone. She has a close relationship with Michael, and they are thinking of Walt. And even though Walt doesn't get brought, brought up really much, they say, talking about Jack. So they, they're concerned for their, their friends. And, you know, people just got, uh, people were just killed, you know, within, you know, a few days uh, on Lucia and Libby. So I get that it's kind of a heroic thing to do. But it's also pretty dang dangerous. Like I said, people just were killed, you know, days before. So, right. Uh, there's not much really about else about it. I mean, no, I know Stephen's got some notes about what happened on the boat. Um, well, I, I I enjoyed the the scene with Col- I think Colleen was her name. The the other who came on the boat and the one that you know son ended up shooting which i think kind of the point of the flashbacks in this episode was to kind of just showing you hey son is capable of a lot here and you know then it kind of culminates with her killing someone um but i like what colleen said where she you know she's like we are not your enemy but if you shoot me that's what we will become and you know she didn't think that son would shoot her and she was clearly wrong in that well (laughs) Well, I don't think Sun did it on purpose though, because remember the boat started up and it scared her and made her and and and, and it phased her enough to pull the trigger. Do you do you think it was an accident? I uh, I don't think so. I th- I, I I think, think we ought to Sun was the just... clip because I think Sun would have done it, but it, but if you watch the episode, as soon as the boat you know starts up, she kind of jolts a second, like she like it startles her that it started up. And then she pulled the trigger, and, and then she got open mouth. Like, oh, you know, what did I do? 
I think it was an accident. Oh, well, I took it as the boat started up and Colleen kind of used that as a, uh, a you know, a, a moment, an opportunity to to jump ahead and, uh, you know, to move forward on Sun. And Sun just, you know, sh- shot her. I thought it was just kind of a, uh, you know, cold-blooded uh, we'll move. This out. I'm pulling up Hulu right now yeah, while I'm, we're talking about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure... It may look like she's startled. I do think she is kind of startled by the noises up above. It's only natural. Yeah. But I think one of the elements we get in this episode is it does show there's a darker side to Sun. I mean, she is the yes. daughter of essentially a mob boss. Uh, so, uh, you know, she has this... Uh, capability <laughs> and i actually thought it was a good moment for son I, I was i mean i have my in my notes here yes son like <laughs> stick to your guns there like you say hey i'm gonna shoot you if you come any further like <laughs> these people are dangerous they've kidnapped people they've they've murdered people i know that you know with a with a wider scope the others become a little more gray than bad but uh basically everything is the beach she should not she should hold her ground and that's kind of what she does here so yeah i I was just gonna say also about earlier in this um this part of the story man some of these shots are so beautiful when they're on the boat at the island in the background like the hd man i do like whenever they're on the sailboat and you have the the island in the background (laughs) Uh, so really, some some cool uh, some cool cinematography you get, and then so you know, they go on. The other part, I think we kind of skipped over here. They go on shore, and they're lighting the signal fire, and it's kind of cool that Sun, you know, Saeed. I have to say, Saeed's supposed to be a good liar. He's not that convincing here. Maybe he's maybe he just is overconfident with his line. He's he's telling Sun, oh yeah, we got to do this so Jack can see it and. She's like, why are you lying? And then it's great because then even even Jin picks up on the fact that they're both lying. And you know, my note here is like, man, we've got a lot of liars on this show. People are really shady. <laughs> Everybody's lying to each other. I think the reveal of Jin, you know, catching them both in the lie, which I think is after we kind of get more of his flashback, is cool because they don't even need to show his subtitles, which sometimes I think it's interesting when they don't even show the subtitles. Cause it's like, it's already kind of communicated by her reaction. <laughs> and, uh, it, it was pretty cool. Especially when she says, Jen says he knows more English than we <laughs> realize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a, that was a good moment. Good moment for Jen there. All right. Upon further review of the episode, I went back and watched that scene specifically Colleen does say, she says, kind of like Steven said, that they are the enemy, but if they shoot her, that's what they'll become. She starts to get closer to Sun. The boat starts up, and like instantaneously, the bullet goes off. The gun goes off. And then Sun has this moment of, oh, crap. And then her face just shifts to, like, okay, I'm okay with that. Like, like, <laughs> like she's startled, and she pulls the trigger, and she's shocked for, like, a split second. And then she realized... I'm 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 okay with shooting her now. So her demeanor completely changes. 
Just so, say, what, is that like a non-answer? What does that mean? So it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of a mixture of both of ours. It's she was startled and the bullet went off, but she was not upset that the gun did go off in the end. Yeah. Well, I just I liked it because how many times do you see in movies and TV when somebody has a gun that may be unexperienced and the villain is like, You're not gonna shoot me. You're not gonna shoot me. And then they take the gun out of their hands and like, you know pull the reversal it just happens every time so not this yeah, time. son th- yeah it was a little reversal of what you might expect son shoots her and honestly colleen dine uh rest in peace uh is going to cause a lot of other issues uh for the hydra storyline so that i mean it's, it's kind of a positive dr- drama wise what's going to come out of this yeah it is interesting point because i forget I mean, you forget that the others, I mean, they're trying to, even though they don't seem like it the way it's portrayed to us, they think they are the good guys. And this uh, her being killed, I mean, Ethan was kind of a different story, but her being killed like this, this was like where it, it's like it's on now, like we're 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 furious about this. So it, it does really escalate the uh, the war between the two factions. Yeah, I gotta say, even I, I forgot about Sun escaping from the boat and jumping into the waters. I forgot that scene for some reason, but I thought it was kind of interesting that that you know Tom, you know Mister Friendly, saw her escaping through the window and just straight tried to shoot her. You know, yeah, so, you know that's Mister Friendly. You know, we, we tend to kind of like this guy, but I mean he between Steele and Walt the first season, and he definitely was trying to to shoot Sun there. I mean, that, that, this guy, he's he's cold-blooded. Yeah, I mean, he gets colored as kind of more of a gray character, and, like, you get to see, like, another side, like, oh, maybe he's not as bad as we originally thought. But, yeah, there's just that one shot of him just, like, firing away at Sun. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, maybe, uh, maybe he's not there that were, good of a guy. There were warning shots, warning shots. That's what it was. <laughs> Pretty good escape by Son, though. She jumped in. Uh, I mean, Saeed, you could see he was kind of freaking out that his plan went back, and obviously Jin is um, freaking out. But I kind of like how they run to the end of the dock, and they have to hide, you know, get under uh, cover there and exchange shots back and forth. So, yeah. not Not Saeed's best plan by any means. No. Not at all. No. All right, so let's do it. The the our, our, the, the, the probably one of the best parts of the episode. We really get to dig into some Hydra Island storyline. Um, we do, and I, I will say one 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 last thing. This whole Colleen being killed is like going to cause a lot of pain for Sawyer, mm-hmm. uh, but ultimately, Danny kind of losing his cool is going to, in the long run, is going to kind of help them um, after yes. Sawyer gets beat up quite a bit. it uh, uh, you know He's going to be able to take advantage of this guy's emotion. So uh, you could say Sun did help them out, kind of, in, in the long run. So it, it does definitely play a, a big part in, like, the next five episodes or so. But, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go back to, let's go to Hydra. All let's right. The, this is where all the good stuff is, really. So let's let's do let's do the Sawyer and Kate so there 
so they're in the cages. I do appreciate the effort Sawyer puts into getting a fish biscuit now. It's very nonchalant. He just steps on there, takes off his shoe, and throws it across the cage. And gets, <laughs> Kate says, well, that's a nice alarm clock. <laughs> and just, just like, yep, just, just another day in a polar bear cage. <laughs> so it's it's a nice setup there. Um, uh, I mean, it, and then they <laughs> and then they go off to work. So this is probably the best part of the episode to me <laughs> when they go to work. Yeah, this, these are some classic scenes. Right. <laughs> she's. He said, "Okay, here's what's gonna happen. You get ten minutes for no wait before we get to that part." <laughs> He said, he said, she said, well, how am I supposed to work in the stress? He said, well, look, you know, you get, you could take it off if you want. And Sawyer just kind of looks her up and down and gives a big old grin. And she says, she said, he turns around, look back at Pickett and says, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Sawyer forgets. His physical comedy in this episode was just hysterical to me. Um, it was I, I gotta say, I even I even enjoyed Pickett this episode. Yes, I, this is the only time I will like Pickett, but I kind of thought him as the the boss was was kind of entertaining. I I, I I enjoyed the interplay between these characters. Him and <laughs> Sawyer, just great yeah. chemistry. If if you, if you do this, you get you get shocked, shot. Shocked. Yeah. <laughs> shocked. I said shocked. He, he said, I, I he said I he said if you have a question, raise your hand. I got a question, boss. No, you don't. Well, she got to ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, their chemistry was so good. They played off each other so well this episode. And uh and, and, and I love that chemistry between those two guys. Of course, obviously, we know it's going to go very south very, very quickly. <laughs> but oh yeah, they they get to beat the crap out of each other. He gives uh, Sawyer uh, what a quarter charge shock, uh, basically after Kate, you know, Kate tries to pull the whole "I'm not working until I see Jack." Which why does Kate think you can demand things when you're the prisoner? Like I don't, I don't know where, but <laughs> I just want to see Jack. And then Jack's comment was, "I want to see my friends," and it's just so. <sighs> Anyways. And then we see, here it is, the great, the awesome, the wonderful beginning of the Sawyer and Juliet relationship. <laughs> really kind of uh, blink and you miss it, and we probably didn't think anything of it at the time. Though I do think, I do think Juliet is, you know, kind of checking out Sawyer here. I, I don't oh, think Sawyer is really. Him. Come on. <laughs> what? I said she is definitely spent with Sawyer. Oh, yeah. She gives him me. water. To me, the best relationship on the entire show that I love to see is Juliet and Sawyer's, especially in season five. When they talk, became... talk about a, a slow a slow burn, though. I a mean, <laughs> we got a, we got a long way to go from from here to to where they get to. I get it. <laughs> it's true that it eventually becomes a great relationship, but I have to say this is like this is some of the best Sawyer Kate love relationship so i feel like it's almost yeah. a little sacrilegious to to be going into that relationship okay. now I, but <laughs> i get that i understand that this is this is some of the best play of sawyer and kate in the entire series that you're gonna get um because most of the time you're gonna see jack go after kate and kate go after jack here and there so it, it's it's definitely it's definitely some good interplay between sawyer and kate for sure um I mean, is there anything else about the Sawyer and Kate? I mean, obviously we're going to get to the point where 
when they get back to the cages and he said you taste like strawberries <laughs> it just oh. well yeah i just say when they first start this working on the runway it seems oh you know they don't know they don't say what it is this whole thing seems ridiculous and we well mike has a background on his uh skype here that has you can <laughs> this a, a clip of or a, a freeze frame of the scene and you can like see there's other people in the background leveling out. There's a surveyor guy. And it just seems so stupid. Why are they just breaking rocks and hauling them? It just seems like generic like prison work. And then I think they're going to eventually mention, hey, it's a runway. And this is one of the best payoffs of the entire series. Runway. Yeah. It, it seems like just one of those random others or dharma things that may not really end up meaning anything kind of oh the polar bears was that that important you know things like that i mean i I like the polar bears but it seems like it could be a dead end but this i mean it pays off in the finale episode in some of the coolest coolest ways so love that this location is brought up here i don't know if they totally had the foresight um of of the finale when they introduced this location but it becomes a really significant location. So it's cool seeing where this started and uh, the, the drama that happens here. You know, you got Sawyer can't, I mean, he can't help himself. He's checking out Kate and it's this. <laughs> I mean, how about the whole. And she tells him, quit, quit checking out my backside. <laughs> and it's great because Sawyer, he gets, he kind of gets to play both sides here where he goes in to make out with her. Is it because he really wants to make out with her? Probably yes. But then he also is like, hey, well, I, well, I wasn't just trying to kiss you. That was a great diversion so I could, you know, get uh, a feel I for have, these guys, you know. Fight. You couldn't. The old make out escape con, which he almost pulls off when he <laughs> when he gets the gun from Danny and just beats the crap out of his nose, breaks his nose, it seems like. Um, but yeah, it and very Juliet-esque. She just looks... Um, Stone cold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the gun uh, pointed at Kate, which is kind of a uh, callback to Kate getting pulled out of the jungle. It's kind of the same type of angle where Mr. Friendly has the gun on her. And she has that look on her face like, you know, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's not Kate's guys. fault. Yeah. Oh... <clears throat> Well, I think it was interesting, too, at, at the end where Sawyer is kind of given his rundown of these people. You know, he said that, you know, only a couple of them really had any fight in them and he didn't feel like, you know, most of them had ever been in any real action, I think he said. But, but you know, he says he's like, he's like that, that chick that had a gun pulled on you, she would have killed you. You know, he had a read on Juliet right away that that, you know, she would she would have killed her. So I thought that was kind of an interesting takeaway from Sawyer. I don't know. I don't think Juliet really would have killed her, though. Well, he, he might not have just because they obviously needed these. They they had a bigger plan in the works. You know, at least Ben did. Now, you know, how much Juliet supports that plan, I don't know. But I, I, mean, I think Ben would have been pretty upset if one of these two people got killed. Knowing what we know about Juliet now, it's easy to say that she wouldn't have killed right. her. But I think the way they're trying to portray it, I don't know. I mean, Juliet, she is a hard read, and I think she's good at that. And, I mean, we know 
her character, she's the type of person who can put up that stone cold front. And then when she's by herself alone, you know, can break down a little bit because she is so controlled by Ben, you know, and and uh, she doesn't have a choice in a lot of regards. So it's hard. It's hard to tell. I mean, Juliet is going to be I mean, she's a hard character to read all of this season and a lot of next season, too. I mean, deliberately, that's her character is you don't know if she's good or bad. That's what makes her a pretty interesting character. You never know if you can trust her, <laughs> even when she really is on the good side. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I liked that. You know, we have that whole scene. You know, Sawyer kind of has this whole clever, like, haha, like, this is what, uh, it's the whole reason I did this. And of course, Ben is listening in and, uh, I, mean, I remember. Yeah, I remember that being real creepy, too. It's like, okay, you know, you get this little moment. Hey, you know, Sawyer might have one up on him. He might have a plan here. And then it's like, oh, man, never mind. Ben knows everything that's happening. So I remember that being kind of a shocker when I saw it the first time. It's like, oh, wow, these guys are really in a in a bad spot. Yeah, I mean, one little note. Uh, we do get Alex, like, briefly <laughs> making an appearance to – yeah. Say what's up to Kate. Ask about Carl, and you know, hey, it's my dress. Um, <laughs> but it looks kind of interesting. Yeah, well, Sawyer agrees probably. I, I guess how how did no one else see her there? I mean, I'm sure she's, you know, got got some experience sneaking around. But there's a lot of people here working on this runway. How did no one else see Alex? I don't know. She's like the stealth queen, I guess. <laughs> I mean, she, she she's got it, I guess. I mean, I she know. was born on the island. She's got the natural other skills. <laughs> maybe maybe she is maybe she is possessed by the by the smoke monster at this moment and she can move undetected when she needs to. Just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean, oh. she, I mean, to kind of connect it to Ben, Alex is born, or she was born on the island, and she has spent her whole life living on the island, right. unlike Ben, who makes a big point of claiming that he's lived his whole life on the island, and that, that is a an important uh, part of this season's arc, is that uh, um, claim by Ben that he's going to repeat several times throughout the season. So... I mean, do we want to talk at the, at the very beginning of the episode? There was a scene of Juliet giving Jack the soup, <laughs> which I don't think he eats right. And and then Ben is a little jealous. It seems like <laughs> of the soup. <laughs> I I do I I kind of give our, I give our three survivors credit for really sticking to that whole we're not going to eat your food, drink your water. Kind of thing, you know, Jack, Kate, you know, they keep offering them food and drink. They keep turning it down. You know, Sawyer turns down Juliet's water. I, I kind of I, I admire their fighting spirit. Um, yeah. Even though, it, you know, it kind of probably. Didn't but at help some that. point you're going to get hungry. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, Sawyer was. Well, there's plenty of fish biscuits. Plenty That's of right. Fish Sawyer biscuits. was popping some fish biscuits. <laughs> yeah, I would have drank that water. That, that made me thirsty seeing it poured out. 
I have to say, Juliet's look on her face, she's like, this guy's kind of cute. And then after he dumps it out, she's like, this guy's irresistible. How could he do that? (laughs) Well, I think she kind of met her match. I think I think I think Sawyer and Juliet, and we're going to see it later on, are two sides of the same coin. And I think they complement each other's weaknesses very well and then extenuate their, their strengths very well with one another. And I think that's just what she sees in Sawyer is the fact that when, she, when he flips it, he, she's like, yeah, this guy's almost just like me. <laughs> so, Except he tastes like fish biscuits. That's right. Why did they call you James? <laughs> so oh, yeah, we get – I mean, that's. I think it's already been revealed by Locke, right? Or yeah. was it? Yeah, but, but this Kate, is like Kate didn't know. Yeah, and and that's kind of a Juliet uh, calling card. There is her always calling him James, which is going to continue throughout the series. Mm-hmm. And this is our first time, so it is. It's it's weird hearing her say it for the first time because later, in a different context, it's a, a loving thing that she calls him James. And this, it's right. it just comes across uh, very different. So. Anything, Stephen? Do you, you seem like the, you were going to say something. Yeah, the, the the one little scene at the beginning, um, where they come and tell Ben about the boat. They they tell him about, and, you know, Ben gets real serious. And says, "I I want that boat," and it kind of sets off the plan for this episode. It, you know, wasn't part of Ben's bigger plan, but that that kind of you know took it a different direction here. And I thought it was interesting, and it, and it really made me think. Um, you know, he said, if you have this boat, they can find us. But, you know, last episode, we saw the barracks where they lived, or we thought. And it was definitely landlocked, you know. It wasn't anywhere near the the coast. So when they when they said that this, this boat, that they could find them if they had this boat... Do we think at this point that the others had permanently moved to the Hydra or were they were they kind of living out of Hydra right now? Because I had always thought before that this is just kind of where they went to work, you know, that they they went to the Hydra every day to, to work. But I, the fact that, you know, he was worried that they would find them because they had this boat. What did you guys did you guys make anything of that at all? Uh, well, I mean, it. Even though that that overhead shot makes it look like it's landlocked, there is whether it's covered by trees. I mean, there there is a dock nearby. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's another half mile or whatever it is, but there is that dock. You know, the submarine dock. I'm not sure how far. It's not yeah, clear it's, through the jungle. Yeah. So I think that I think he meant that. I'm pretty. There's a significant amount of others at Hydra and you know, maybe smartly so, they never give us an actual, you know, clear idea of how many others live on the island. But in my opinion, most of them are at the barracks. And then you've got a a good group at Hydra right now. Yeah. You know, of course, there's others scattered about at different places on the island, too. But I think think he meant... I don't know. It could mean either one. They'll find us, as in, like, they'll find the other island. He could be afraid of that. Or find the actual uh, barracks. Okay. All right. So, did you so have that, any other thing to to add to that, Stephen? Or no, that that was what really stood out to me there on that 
that first. I mean, scene. you're right that that first shot at the, in the first episode it makes it look like it's very landlocked. So we have to use our imagination a little bit, I guess, with mm-hmm. the dock. I don't know. Maybe it's more of a. So 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 what about Jack? Okay, I have to say, like, my rating on this episode fluctuated because we've pointed out some of the parts we hate. This is one of my favorite scenes. I I just think this is one of the coolest scenes in in Lost. I am maybe I'm I'm overselling it, but it's one that I always remember, and it I think it's it's one of those cool combinations of of real life, you know, and just kind of coincidence. And it's maybe it doesn't stand out as much now because we know that the people can go to and from the Island. But at the time, as Jack states it, the thought is like, these people are stuck here too. Like they can't go anywhere. They've got nowhere. They can't get off. And there's no connection with the outside world. So this was a huge reveal at the time that, they can get information and all this stuff um, uh, more than just like their background. At least, I mean, I know they already have the files and stuff, but this was, it really connected lost the Island with the, with like the, the real world. And the fact in the first season, they had set up this whole, that's why the Red Sox will never win the series. And I'm almost positive. If you think about the timeline, when, you know, they must have written in those air episodes that aired before the Red Sox had actually won that World Series in 2004. It just was fate was on the side of the writers here where the Red Sox <laughs> finally win the World Series after 100 years or whatever. And it's one of those like lost like island coincidences that it just, like blows Jack's mind like uh, there's no way it could be the Red Sox would win the World Series. Of course, after he crashes on an island, he's gone they do win and it's such a it's such a it's a juxtaposition for jack to be it's like a we're in this like sci-fi element in a shark cage and he brings out a a vhs and we get like this is like our world the you know baseball we could hear is it collinsworth this is like the united states this is like the viewer's world being put into the show so i I always thought that was a really cool part of it that we see that cross connection yeah. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with it. It's always been one of my favorite scenes. Um, I've always hated the Red Sox. I've always been a Yankees fan. So this one really Sorry. stood out to me. Cause I, I was still, <laughs> when this aired, I was still pretty smarting from, from that World Series. I, I had talked a lot of a lot of trash with my friends everybody rooted against the Yankees and the year before the Yankees were losing to the Red Sox and and I kept telling I was like oh don't worry the the Yankees are going to come back it's the curse the curse and it worked the Yankees came back the year before so I started talking trash in 2004 and then the Yankees lost four in a row and I it that moment haunts me and to see it brought into this show it was really ta- it was it was yeah it's taking real life and all this bringing it into this this show and and between the you know it was kind of like when you were in school and the teacher brought in the rolled in the tv with the vcr you know the tv strapped down to the rolling cart with the yep. vcr you know it just gives you really that vibe of you know you wheel this vh yeah, 
And everything about that scene was cool. And yeah, you mean you were right there with Locke or with Jack feeling like, oh my God, these people have, con- you know, they have contact with the, the outside world. You know, they, they tease us with Desmond, you know, Desmond left, wasn't able to get anywhere. You really kind of felt like, yeah, everybody was stuck here. And then this lets you realize they're not, you know, not everybody. Yeah, and this is the first scene where I feel like Ben really sits down and he's kind of just like, you know, very, I mean, Ben is never straight. I don't know, cordial, I don't know the right word, but um, he really just speaks straight to Jack and says, hey, Frank, you know, a week ago, this was the opposite. You know, you were here, I was there. And now look where we're at. And, uh, you know, he makes, you know, has to tell his little lies. I, I was born on this island. I've lived here my whole life and blah, blah, blah. And this is the first time he, he finds a way to actually shake Jack by showing him the, the, the clip from the World Series. Jack doesn't know how to feel. I mean, normally you feel, oh, excitement, his team won. But like, no, there's no excitement there. He's just, <laughs> he, he's, he, met, he really finally gets in Jack's head a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, I am... Um... I like this episode to a point. I don't like everything about it, and I'll explain why later. But I like the fact that we don't get a lot of uh, of Jack in this episode. We get we get very little, but just enough to keep his storyline going. But I appreciate that because it gives us a chance to focus on some of the other characters that we need to focus on to progress their storyline. Um, if you think about like last week, for example, most of the story uh, was on Jack. Or last time we did it, because it's, you know, he's talking with Juliet, he's opening the latch. Even though we know he had some of Sawyer and Kate, most of the stuff was Jack. So it was nice to kind of pull the camera back for a little bit and get some other people some camera time and development of their storylines and their characters over Jack. But you did just enough, like you said, Corey, to kind of shake Jack to the core while watching that video to move him on, so... Yeah, he, he's kind of the uh, the bookend of this episode. They get a little at the beginning, a little at the end. And frankly, I mean, how much of Jack locked in a shark cage do we need again? Right. This week? So a little less is more in this in this case. Absolutely. All right. Is that it then, guys, for the episode? Uh, yeah, that's all I got. I think we, yeah. we uh, maybe beat that to death. <laughs> All right. Well, something that's been beat to death in in our in memoriam section, the uneaten soup. Oh, I poor soup. It, I always wonder if it was tomato, chicken noodle, cream of mushroom, one of them. Well, I think it was tomato soup because she made she didn't even though she didn't make the grilled cheese, she always put the toothpicks in. So <laughs> I think it was tomato soup because that's the only mm. kind of sandwich that goes with soup. I guess we'll <laughs> never know. So, for our listeners, we don't have Colleen here because she's still alive at this point, right? Right. Yeah, okay. And she'll be alive next episode, too. Oh, yeah, it's going to be another one that's strung out. Another Shannon death. Here we go. Shannon (laughs) Shannon (laughs) 2.0. Another person who is... Dying for three episodes. I want to die Jack is like try to save him. I do kind of feel bad for Jack. He's given like a lot of like helpless cases of people that are definitely gonna die, and he has to like try to save them without the proper medical stuff. Um, 
I, well, I got yeah. I got to say, I I know you both weren't fans of Jai Lee, but I I feel like he you know he may at least deserve an immemorium. You know? Oh, I forgot <laughs> about <true>. Jai Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jai. <laughs> he did that Jai Lee funeral. We, <laughs> we actually had a literal funeral in the episode. I forgot the guy that died. <laughs> oh, oh, that that was uh. Good job, everybody. Good job. <laughs> yes. Rest in peace, Jai Lee. You were uh, you, you, gone you were too soon. I, one of my one of my favorite details, though, was uh, when when you watched and Jen got in his car. You could actually hear Jai falling. You could hear him flapping in the wind yep. before before hitting the the, the car. <laughs> yeah, he unfortunately <laughs> was not like Birdman. If you've ever seen that. Um, oh my! Didn't just fly away. He should have gone to the United States. Should have taken Jin's advice. <laughs> Start his own life, new life. Okay. So speaking of Jai Lee, we're gonna go to our twenty-three point rating system where we rate things <laughs> between one to twenty-three. We changed the rating depending on the episode. This week we're gonna rate <laughs> a little morbid here, but between one and twenty-three dented hoods. <laughs> Yeah, it'll pop pop right. I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. So oh. yeah, Jin's got to take his car to the mechanic that uh, fixed. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, there's a Seinfeld episode like this too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's responsible for this car's damage? I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so we're all over the board here, and I think it's hard because, like we said, there's stuff we like, stuff we hate. Uh, Stephen, do you want to start us out here? All right, I, I gave this one 17 out of 23 dented hoods, and oh. and and like you guys, I I agree. It, there was some good and some bad. I definitely the highlight was the ending, the 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 Red Sox winning the series scene. I think I liked the flashback a little better than you guys did. Um, it wasn't. A, I I feel like I like it better on rewatch than I did. I liked it better than I thought I was going to, than I remembered liking this episode. So, mm-hmm. you know, not one of the best, but there there was more good in it than I remembered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Mike. All right, so I probably gave it the lowest score out of all these. Um, I'm giving this episode an 11 out of 23. Um, there's no halfway of 24, so uh, when in doubt, you just round to the lowest number. Um, so I gave it, 11 and the reason i gave it 11 is i absolutely hate this flashback um if there was if there's one thing i absolutely hate in this in this episode it's or even in this show it's this episode's Jin and son flashback i think it's unnecessary i think it's it's kind of like you said earlier it's retreading it's just it's not it's not a great flashback and it really kind of spoils it because i always found myself thinking can we just get back to the island I didn't even really like the Saeed, Jin, and Son stuff as much. Yeah. I felt like it was very dragged on. I didn't see like there was a lot of point they were there. So to me, if you look at it that way, two-thirds of the episode was kind of blah to me. Yeah. And 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 when you look at it like that, the only thing that really saved this episode was the Hydra storyline to me. So if for some reason they didn't have that, this probably would be in the single digits of an episode. Um, but the Hydra storyline, Sawyer and Pickett's chemistry, 
I mean, just absolutely seals it for me. Um, and just, I could go back and just watch those scenes over and over again on rewind, just because I just think they're, they're, they're great. But 11 out of 23, um, I'm wondering if there's ever going to be an episode that's going to get hit, hit single digits for me. I'm sure there probably will be coming up, but I don't know yet. Yeah, we'll I see. Know. I think it's possible. Uh, yeah, I, I respect your rating. I respect that you stick to your guns on that. And sometimes that's just like things can kind of ruin or sour the episode. I am actually going to be the high man on this one. And I had a tough time rating this, as I said, because yeah, this is one of those episodes. I also think. I think the name, is the name for an ballerina. It's not about that at all. Uh, this is one of those episodes where I've used to always be tempted to skip this one but there, i do like some elements i like when son you know it's, uh it, you know shoots colleen kind of uh but yeah a lot of that stuff is rough it's really hard for me to balance because i love the stuff with uh kate and sawyer and i love the scene with jack and ben at the end and that scene is so great can that outweigh all the stuff i don't like about the flashback I gave it an 18 out of 23, which in my mind was kind of like a B. Uh, but that might be too high, but I'm just going to stick with it because I love the <laughs> the end. I love the Hydra stuff. So, yeah. Lost, you make it hard when you have <laughs> such great stuff uh, in certain sequences and not so great in other ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's where I stand. We're all over the board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to our ending discussion here. Uh, we've got we didn't have any unanswered questions this episode. Um, Sawyer's name dictionary. We had he called Kate shortcake for strawberry shortcake. Um, <laughs> he, he called Pickett boss three times. So just her balls. Got your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And oh, we added a couple freckles to the freckle count. We had two two freckles this bringing us. Up to sixteen, so we're making some progress there. This is this is really probably kind of a heyday for for the 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 skate action here. So I, I assume we're gonna we're gonna really raise the count here these first six episodes. Um, some pop culture connections. Uh, ben revealed to Jack several news headlines from late two thousand four. Um, uh, the the plane crashed in September. 2004 um and then ben revealed that christopher reeve died um that happened on october 10th 2004 america re-elected george w bush as president that happened on november 2nd um and the red sox won the world series and that finished off on october 27th of 2004 um you taste like strawberries was actually a quote from buffy the vampire slayer a six season the an episode from the sixth season called wrecked the the writer of this episode drew goddard worked on buffy as did david fury who uh was one of their season one writers and producers and then strawberry shortcake after telling kate that she tastes like strawberries Sawyer calls her shortcake in reference to this <laughs> franchise. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you for those, Stephen. And on our next episode, we're going to be talking about further instructions. This is the one where this episode and further instructions should have been switched with one another uh, from what they said. They could have been switched, uh, but we'll find out a little bit about some lock. We'll find out um, about the backstory to uh, the implosion of the um, of, of the I can't even think of it now of the Swan Station. What happens there? And we'll see somebody naked running through the jungle. So there, there is that. <laughs> that, that does that does give that does give a little bit of a highlight, I guess. Um, All right. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, that's it then for previous on loss. Again, thank you so much for for listening, and um, and we hope to see you next time on our show. Um, until then, it's been real. It's been fun. Enjoy your fish biscuits. Work hard this week. Uh, Peace out, everybody. Have a good one. See you later, guys.